I, I could understand why someone would struggle with not knowing what to, you know, create content about. Because for us, again, it's like, there are so many things you and I, I think that that might be a misconception is like, if I niche down too far, I won't have enough things to talk about. But it's just that you get to drill down deeper to like those deeper rooted things that your people are actually struggling with. You can talk about the very specific, tangible problems versus, you know, making it so broad that it fits everybody. Welcome to another episode of Listeners to Lead, where I'm helping podcasters launch and maintain a lead-generating show. I'm your host, Alicia Galati, the CEO and head podcast strategist behind Galati Media, a full-service podcast management company. On this show, you'll hear my guests and I discuss everything it takes to launch a successful podcast and keep it running. If you're ready to get leads, land speaking gigs, and create deeper connections with your audience through your podcast, then this is the show for you. Welcome to another episode. Today we have Sam and Karen, the co-hosts of Making Website Magic. I am so, so, so excited. I know I say that every time, but stay with me. It's going to be incredible. We're talking about niching down, like really, really niching down in your podcast and your content, how that allows you to create more content than if you have a broader podcast idea. And we're talking about what it's like to have a co-host relationship. So stay tuned and help me in welcoming Sam and Karen. Hello, Sam and Karen. I am so, so, so excited to chat with you today. And I know guys like anyone who's listening to this show knows I get excited about having people on and talking to people and I get excited about podcasting. So this is just the energy we're going to go with guys. But hello, Sam and Karen. So excited to have you on. If you could tell everybody who you are, what you do and what your podcast is about. I'm excited that you're excited about podcasting because that's what you do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Sam co-host of the Making Website Magic podcast, where we empower women web designers and developers, co-host to my awesome gal, Karen. Hey, everybody. I'm Karen, the other host of the Making Website Magic podcast. The other voice. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And that dynamic is so interesting. There are quite a few co-hosted shows, but most business owners don't have co-hosted shows. So what does that kind of dynamic look like? I know you guys work in the same company. So how did that relationship kind of start and then progressing into making it work as podcasters? So it makes sense for us to be co-hosts of Making Website Magic podcast because we are co-founders of Making Website Magic School of Business. So when you listen to our podcast, it's like an extension of our business. Us being co-hosts of the podcast and also co-mentors in our program and, you know, like every aspect of making website magic includes both of us. And so Mm. it just makes sense. You know, we had previously, we worked together in a different capacity, but making website magic truly is the baby of Karen and I. And our individual perspectives provide so much value that I think one of us couldn't do on our own. And we have like awesome. I mean, I'm just going to say it, right? Pat ourselves on the back. We have awesome podcasting chemistry. And I think that we each bring such different things to the table, both in like our actual business, but also on the podcast. We come from uh, different perspectives. And I think that there's something really interesting when you're listening to a podcast. And although both parties are very aligned, we just have different ways of saying things. And so different types of listeners will resonate with the different things that we're saying if that makes sense. 
Yeah, and the w- different ways that you're saying it. Mm-hmm. I completely understand that there's such a beauty. With, <laughs> I mean, I've seen and heard of co-host relationships where it does not work. It is not good. And then someone has to kind of carry it onward until they can either find another co-host or something like that. But I love that you guys have so much going on behind the scenes or like separate than just the podcast that it allows you guys to work out a very cohesive relationship where it doesn't feel like, okay, we're just here for the podcast in this like side topic that is a hobby or whatever. Like it is something that you guys are both super passionate about. And it's something that you guys show up 100% as like, this is us. Yeah. Yes. And the podcast like directly connects to the rest of the business. You know what I mean? Like the podcast is like, if you want to think about it like a funnel, which I don't really like to use that terminology, but like it is our visibility platform. That is how people find us. That's how people know us. That's how people get to know what we're talking about. And the place that we're directing them to is our program. And so the podcast is directly connected to that. So it's also intrinsically connected to the way that we communicate with our community, if that makes sense. I was just talking on another podcast about podcasting. I mentioned that like, I think what's so important when you're thinking of your content and all that stuff is just like, what is the point of your podcast and what is it going to lead Mm. people to? Is it just a hobby thing? That's awesome. That's a different like CTA. That's a different focus for your podcast versus like if you have a course, if you have a program, if you have services, like you are being very directional with the way that you're approaching your content. And I think that that's how Karen and I approach everything, right? Is like, it's all stemming from how can we explain certain things and make belief and mindset shifts and stuff so that when when and if someone joins our program they kind of it's like the the podcast is almost a prerequisite to all of like the working with us stuff if that makes sense yeah <laughs> you totally again read my mind Sam because like everyone who's been through our program has said if you're thinking about joining Sam and Karen's program start with the podcast that will give you the idea of what you can expect, right? And so it really is like that first entryway into everything that someone can expect when they work with us. I think that's a perfect segue into content. You guys are very, very open with the amount of information that you're giving your listeners. And we've talked about this on the podcast here before. There shouldn't be a oh, I need to keep this information for only people who are paying this amount of money. Or maybe like I only keep it very surface level. And then if they want to work with me, then they can get the deeper information, like the whole like (laughs) higher elevation over here. Like, no, (laughs) like give people the information they need. What are you guys' thoughts, feelings, emotions? Because you guys give so much incredible content on your show. Well, the first thing that it makes me think of is like, the way our business is structured and what we're offering, it's incredibly personalized and individualized, right? So yes, somebody can listen to our podcast, get a lot of value, get ideas and strategies and opportunities to shift their mindset. And also the other thing that is behind the quote unquote paywall is getting to work with us and getting eyes on their business, right? Getting the focus to be about Mm -hmm. them, getting that individual attention. So If somebody listens to the podcast and they're like, great, all systems go, that's what I needed. Thank you so much. 
more power to you. We love that you're listening. Keep listening. And also if you're like, I love listening to the podcast. Now I want to take it a step further and talk to Sam and Karen directly about my business and like really work on a plan to Mm. get me where I want to go. Then that's the next step. And so I'm like, Hey, whatever is available, if it works, we got you. Totally. And I also think that a part of making website magic is like this rooted mission of helping women web designers and developers make more money in their business, have more successful businesses that can actually, you know, be sustained. And so when we receive a message from someone that's like, I listened to this episode, I went and had a discovery call and like booked a project because I implemented what you said. I don't think Karen or I are like, oh darn, they didn't join the mentorship and like you know, pay us money for that. It's like we are fulfilling the mission. And so, yes, the right people will come and work with us individually. And also because we have a podcast, because we have this larger platform, we get to impact so many other people. And then there's also the people like the men in the room who love to listen to the podcast and mention that they're men. Just FYI, we're, I'm a man. I'm listening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I love a shout out to Jeff on Twitter. We love to see you. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like they can still find value in it too. I 100% agree with Karen. Like we don't have to like gatekeep that information. Our time and our individualized attention, you know, that's where you join the program. But like the information is still relevant and helpful. And like, that's okay. That's an abundant mindset anyway, right? Is that like, I'm going to give it out and I know that it will, you know, come back. Yeah, that's definitely the other piece of it too, is that we believe in the abundance within our community and our listeners as well. I fully believe that if somebody has been listening to us since episode one, and now we're approaching episode 50, and by episode 53, they're like, yeah, I'm ready to work with you now, then all of the episodes we've put out up until that point were totally worth it. You know what I mean? Like, It's not this idea of, I can only give y'all a little bit because I'm worried that there won't be anything left on the other side. We got a lot left over, honey. So it's like our cups are overflowing (laughs) with value and a desire to just help and fulfill this mission, like Sam said. So it's like there's enough room for everybody and, and everybody can have a little bit added into their own cups. Yes. You guys are extremely niched in your podcast. And you're also in a very male dominated space of podcasting. What does that kind of look feel like for you guys? Because we are so specific, every episode is we know exactly who's listening. You know what I mean? Again, we could have those people that are just maybe not that ideal person listening, but when we're crafting our outlines, when we're think I mean, certainly when I'm thinking about like who am I talking to in this microphone beyond just Karen, I'm like I'm thinking of that woman who's like walking down the road, like listening to the podcast. She's about to go sit down at her computer and start building a website for her client. Like that's the person. And so with such a specific niche, I feel like we can just be speaking directly into their ears. And that is super powerful. The thing about being so niche though, is setting realistic expectations about your podcast, right? Because I know that although there are tons of women web designers and developers out there, a lot of whom like we don't even know them yet, right? Because they're not that like central group. I'm also aware that our audience is not necessarily like in the millions of people. And so really setting good realistic expectations about the metrics and then like, how do those metrics connect to the thing that you're actually wanting people to do? Do we need 10 million people to listen to our podcast in order to achieve our business goals? The answer is no, by the way. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm over here nodding my head. Nobody can see me. You guys are listening to me, but yes. Like I'm like, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. And I think this is where people get so hung up as they're like, I'm going to launch and I'm have- going to have 10,000 listeners in the first month. And it's like, that's not exactly how that works. Also, do you need 10,000? Probably not. Like You probably just need those 100 raving fans over the course of a year, which sounds way more achievable than 10,000 new downloads every single month. Setting realistic expectations. This is my audience. What do those actual metrics look like? Breaking that down. How many people do you actually need to convert from listeners into leads to reach your goals? Oh, gold. <laughs> so good. But nobody talks about it. They all think like, oh, it's going to be great. Everything's going to be fine. Like you got to look at the numbers. Yeah. I mean, also too, like I think about realistic expectations, like it takes time. It really does take time. I think that a lot of people think that you can literally put something on the internet and it will magically sprout from a seed into a forest of trees. It's all about like managing your own expectations as the podcaster of like, okay, we're building something. Nobody knew we existed in podcast landia until today. Now we got to let people know that we're here. And the biggest thing about like why I think we, we feel safe to just be so niched is that the niche needed it. Like we looked and we looked and we looked. We were at this really unique intersection of women web designers and developers who are looking for ideas on how to run a sustainable business that feels good to them. And that topic mm-hmm. didn't exist. There were a lot that was like, mm, I can maybe get 30% of that from this podcast, or I can get you know 20% of this podcast. And people are like piecing stuff around. But like our listeners, the like mighty listeners, our small but mighty community will let us know this is the podcast that has made the difference. Like I've listened to other people, but when I hear you, you're talking directly to me. It's like, I'm nodding. You are saying the thing that I've been thinking exactly. And so I'm like, all eyes are on those people and everything else just falls away. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly, like if I can be honest, just, I don't care. You know, if you, if you're not a woman web designer or developer <laughs> and you listen to our podcast and you're like, I love that. Like shout out to my mom, you know? welcome. (laughs) Everybody can have a seat at the table, but I'm always centering those women that we know are listening, that we know are talking to. Right. To the point about like the expectations and all of that, it's like when we receive, you know, feedback about the podcast, maybe we don't have like a hundred people messaging us and being like, oh my gosh, this podcast was so great. But we have like three or five women who again are like, I'm listening and you said exactly the thing that I needed to hear. Like this episode was made for me. And and again, thinking about the goals of the business, it's like, do we need a hundred people reaching out? This is just a problem with like online business in general, in my opinion, is just there's so much like this is the only way to do something like you have to have a Mm. six figure business, you have to have a seven figure business, you have to have a course, you have to have an email list, you have to have you have to should do all these things. (sighs) And I think like, if someone's listening to this episode and is like, I have a group program, I want to have a podcast or I have a podcast. But I'm like so fixated on like I need to have like 15,000 downloads per episode. It's like just take a minute and consider what does your business need and require. And if it's like five people to join your group coaching program, like maybe we spend more time on like the quality of the episode and like getting it out to the right people versus the volume of listeners. 
everybody just needs to like rewind the last two minutes and listen to Sam say that again. Because, and as you guys were talking, I was thinking about like this idea that things are going to happen quickly. And podcasting is a long game. I've said it so many times on this show. And we have, I think it's the whole social media aspect of like, we see the rags to riches. We see the, oh, I lost 150 pounds. Great. Like, but also like it creates this, oh, I need that to happen and I need it to happen now for me. But we don't. And to Sam's point, you need to do what is right for you and right for your business. I mean, we're talking in Mental Health Awareness Month. I had an episode recently with Lisa Zarotny. We can link to it in the show notes where I said, your mental health is more important than your podcast. And so if you need to stop podcasting, I will be probably one of the only podcast producers to tell you, stop podcasting. <laughs> like, it does not matter. You are more important than getting burnt out or being stressed out because you've set all these expectations for yourself based on what someone else said that your business needs to look like. That's not how we want to live. That's not how I want to live. That's not how I want my listeners to live. <laughs> like, no, thank you. And to your point, that is actually like completely out of alignment with what we would discuss with the women that we work with. We lead by example with our podcasts, with the way we run our business. And first and foremost, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And that's why mm -hmm. we keep coming back to the podcast is because our business craves having these conversations. Every time we show up and record, we're like, I'm so excited to talk about this. This is something that has come up in conversation. I truly believe that people need to hear this. Again, it's just like what we're talking about, this idea of like, you get to decide, start with your own goals, what makes sense for you, what feels good, mm -hmm. what's aligned with your vision for how you want your business to fit into your life. Those are ideas that we keep coming back to because they're our truths and they're the truths of the people that we work mm -hmm. with and our listeners. So good. You mentioned toward the beginning, you guys are at almost 50 episodes. Hoorah. Way to go. Dance party. Most podcasters, I think it's 90% of podcasters don't make it past seven episodes is the statistic. Every time that I have chatted with you guys, there's always something you guys can talk about. You always have some type of content that you can pull or like, yep, nope, we're good. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about this. We're gonna talk about this. Like, how do you guys pull from your audience on the questions they're asking or your group program? Like, how are you guys able to kind of navigate that in order to create content that is going to be helpful for your listeners to then turn them into leads? What does that kind of process look like for you guys? No joke. We have no shortage of content ideas. Karen made this like amazing spreadsheet where we keep all of our like, anytime we come up with something, we put it in there, right? But the thing is, we're, we are listening to very specific people because again, like we could, we could create content about anything. Honestly, I think Karen and I could sit and talk about any topic and like make it interesting and, and make it a good podcast episode. But what we're doing is we're in our mentorship program, just observing what are people asking questions about? What are their frustrations? What are the pillars mm -hmm. of our program? How can we talk about those in a different way? And then it's seriously like Karen and I are on Slack and like, that would be a great podcast episode, throw it in. And, you know, and then we look and decide what feels topically most relevant, what is applicable to our clients. And the thing is, it was so funny. This just happened yesterday. 
one of the people in our uh, mentorship, she had like mentioned something in our group program. And, and I remember Karen and I were like, that's a good podcast episode. So we created the episode. And then when we were talking to her, she's like, oh, I just listened to the podcast. And I feel like you made that just for me. And I'm like, we did. <laughs> we actually did. So listening to the people, honestly. And then something that I really love really from like a strategic standpoint too is we'll have an idea. We've got these like series of three episodes that are in the hopper for us. It started with something very specific, a situation. How do I deal with like urgency if my client, like my web design clients want me to do something on the weekend? Okay. So that was like very specific. Mm. Let's address that. And then we realized, oh, we also need to talk about boundaries and expectations in that. Boom. There was another episode. And oh, by the way, we need to talk about people pleasing. Boom. Third episode. So like one mm. question unlocked all of these potential topics. But also for us, there was like a almost like a little bit of self-control in there because we could have devoted one episode to all of that. But we were like, no, let's break this up. And in doing so, we're actually creating easily consumable content for our listeners. Like the majority of our episodes are around 30 minutes. And I'm like, that feels good for us as podcast content creators. And I think that feels really good for our audience. We get a lot of feedback that they're listening to our episodes on like double time anyway, because they're like trying to crank through. So <laughs> I don't want to give somebody yes. an episode that's like an hour long or 90 minutes long because it's too much for them to consume. And that mitigates our ability to create more episodes. Uh I love that you broke that down that way because as you were talking about it, I was like, oh yeah, you could totally bring that, like pull all those three into one episode, but it makes sense that you would break those out. Like my like brain is working over yeah. here as you were saying that. Also from like an SEO perspective on our website, you know, we've got episodes linked back to each other. Google is like loving it, right? Because it's like, oh, we start here and then we go here and then we've got all these, you know, links connected. Obviously I have to talk about SEO. I'm a web developer. Come on. <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like it creates a web of content and then people are, like Karen said, you know, it's easy to digest and easy to implement. We we are very clear with the way that we outline our episodes. You know, it's like, why are we talking about this? Why is this important? We get into the depth and the meat of the episode and it's, what can you walk away from this episode with? And I think thinking about what your podcast is intended for and if it is truly some sort of like creating leads, like what do you want someone to walk away doing after they listen to it? That's always been very important to us. Yeah. And you've structured your content around that, especially in the beginning, because most people will start listening to a podcast from the very beginning. You structured your content in a way that took them on a journey through like basics toward more intermediate kind of uh, topics. And I absolutely love that because like you said, you can reference back to those past episodes and say, we talked about this here. Let's keep talking about it because I mean, I recently had someone say that they were listening to one of my podcast episodes and it was something that I'd said before, but they were like, I know Alicia, I need to do that. And they went and did it and it made a difference. Like <laughs> you keep saying it, keep repeating it and then reference back. Okay, make sure you listen to that episode, but let's break it down a little further. Like I love that. And that's why it's so easy to continue to create content because you're pulling from your audience, the right people, the people who are actually like, in the struggle bus of what you're talking about already. So you know exactly what their needs are. And then you're able to reference back to the things that you've already kind of like fundamentally built mm -hmm. of like topics 
like a cornerstone episode, like a, a piece mm-hmm. of content that you continuously draw back on that's core and central to whatever topic it is that you're teaching about. I think, you know, we just did that. Like Karen said, we did one on boundaries and expectations. I know for a fact that's going to be one that we come back to time and time again. We've got an episode about like why you undercharge in the first place. And that is like key mm-hmm. and central to what we teach in the program is how to you know, increase your rates. And so calling back to that, like belief of like why you might undercharge to begin with is something that we can constantly refer back to. And repeating those things is only going to help someone understand it more anyway. Thinking about not having a niche audience, I could understand why someone would struggle with not knowing what to, you know, create content about. Because for us, again, it's like, there are so many things you and I I think that that might be a misconception is like, if I niche down too far, I won't have enough things to talk about. But it's just that you get to Mm. drill down deeper to like those deeper rooted things that your people are actually struggling with. You can talk about the very specific, tangible problems versus, you know, making it so broad that it fits everybody. Yeah. From our perspective, that has been a benefit to us because we've almost like distilled down things in a way where it's like we have become better at our messaging, better at our topics, better and really understanding like who we are and what we're bringing to the podcast. Like through the 50 episodes that we've created, it's been unlocked that like Sam is really strong at like strategies and ideas. And I'm really well suited for like mindset and like shifting beliefs and really getting into like the feelings of stuff. And so together- that really could not have revealed itself unless we'd given ourselves that time over the course of 50 episodes to like lock stuff in, listen, notice, apply stuff, like try things out. Because like Sam said, we're not focusing on quantity. We're focusing on quality. Like we Mm -hmm. are like just refining and refining and refining and really honing what we're doing. And it's just really exciting to see what we're going to come up with over the next 50 episodes. Oh yeah, definitely. I love it. And it's working too. Yes, That's the thing is like what you're doing is working and it's the podcast is doing what it needs to do for your relationship, for your business, for your content. Like it is working. It is doing the work, right? So like, that's what I love. And I, I love that you guys don't hold back in your content. And I think that that allows your audience to say, wow, if they're giving all of this information specific to what I need for free, then what in the world am I going to get when I give them some cash money dollars? Right. (laughs) You know, it is not uncommon for someone to listen to our entire podcast and then join the program that has happened multiple times. And it's, I think because it's it's so specific and we're shifting beliefs and then we dig into the the depth. Obviously again like we give a lot away on the podcast that we've got that great call to action at the end too that says like go join the mentorship. Go join the mentorship. Go you know this is your next step. This is your obvious next step. I just think that that can be really powerful. Just an interesting thing that we've been that we've been doing that I think again kind of resolidifies the listenership and like for the future of our program and the business, I just think it's really cool. So 
obviously, like I said in the beginning, the the podcast is like the main way people find out about us and certainly know us and trust us. But then we also weave the podcast episodes into our program. So we have like this whole implementation section for each of our classes. And in that we will supply resources from our podcast. So it's like, if you haven't listened to this episode of the podcast, go listen to this very specific thing about project timelines as it relates to client onboarding. You know what I mean? So it's like the podcast gets to serve so many purposes. And I just think that that's just so valuable. And like the stats of the podcast are less important. And it's more just like, how is the podcast actually supporting and fueling our business? And it it is like without question across the board. So good. I love it so much. Where can people find you, hang out with you? If we do have some people who are like, whoa, you are speaking to me. I need I need your help. <laughs> Where can they find you? People can find us over at makingwebsitemagic.com. That is where they can listen to the podcast. We also have a free community. So if you are a woman web designer or developer listening to this, makingwebsitemagic.com slash community. But those are the main places to hang out with us and find us. And we'd love to have you listening. Perfect. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sam and Karen, for being on. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Listeners to Leads. If you found something in this episode valuable, I would really appreciate it if you shared it with a friend who you know would also get value from it. Want to send me a message? My favorite place to hang out is Instagram. You can find me at alicia.galati. Let me know what your favorite takeaway was from the episode. And don't forget, turning those listeners into leads is actually easy.